Tumby. George. And good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk Live on Sunday morning. Chris, good morning. Robbie, good morning. Jared, good morning. Daniel, good morning. Jordan, good morning. Everybody, good morning. Thanks for joining. Thanks for stopping in. Brad, how are you, sir? Dude, I'm well. Another uh, another day waking up undefeated, and it's looking good for us to stay that way. So I've been loving Sundays this, this year so far. Yeah. David, good morning. Casey, good morning. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Man, we're getting some uh, some action right off the bit. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get started. We, uh, you know, we didn't do a pod this, this last week, so I will open up with this. Um, I'm looking, and Brad, Brad and I are looking for, for more questions uh, coming in for this next week's pod. We've had some college football questions. We've had some NBA questions. We have some NFL questions. We're, uh, we're still looking for more of those. Uh, the questions that we're getting are great. I think me and Brad are both excited to get answering those next week. So uh, keep the questions coming. Um, you can give us futuristic. Literally, the question could be anything. Okay. Um, try to keep it. There's something else that's on your mind. We'll try and answer that too. Uh, Jen, good morning. But outside of that, Brad, are you ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll touch on it at the end of the show, but I know one of the questions was about Clemson, Notre Dame. That game has already been played. Maybe we'll give some of our thoughts after the pod on that one. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and kick us off here. We got the one and seven New York Giants at the two and five Washington football team. Bit of a barn burner here because it, it actually does have playoff implications, which is wild. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the, the Giants are traveling to Washington. I like Washington here, even though the Giants are coming off a pretty good week against Tampa Bay. I do think there's a lot of things that go into that against Tampa Bay. But uh, Washington, they're a bad football team, but they're good enough to win this game, and they're good enough to play with the Eagles. I'm taking, uh, I'm taking Washington to come up with the, the W here. Good morning, Matt. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Um... If you guys recall, last time they played, it was actually a really good game. Um, the Giants had a, a late fumble recovery for a touchdown to put them up 2013. Washington scores pretty much the end of the game. And instead of kicking the extra point to tie, they go for two. And they don't convert, given the Giants are only win, which I think is going to come back to bite the bite Washington because they could be three and four pretty easily. Um not really much you can do, though. But this game, I, I think both of these teams are getting better. I just don't think that either of these teams are good, like you said. But in terms of a 1 o'clock game, there's too many good 1 o'clock games. This one's not going to get too much attention from the neutral fan. But I think this game's actually going to be really close. I do have Washington winning as well. I believe Golden Tate's out today. But... um I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to go Washington here. But this game, I don't know what's your guys' thoughts. You've got two NFC teams that, uh, like Jeff already pointed out, they're in contention for the the division title. So this is actually a really big game for Washington. And uh, with the Eagles on a bye, who knows? Maybe one of these teams could just uh, put their hat in the ring. Yeah. You guys, as far as my feed, I hope I just fixed it. I just went from data to Wi-Fi. Uh, keep me posted. Hopefully that's better. We haven't had many issues these last couple of weeks, but hopefully that's uh, a little better. But moving right along, 
Uh, I also agree Washington is probably winning this game. And even if, the thing is, the Giants win this game. They, they move to two and seven. I mean, there's still a little bit of a ways out, but if they can get on some sort of run and build off of uh, it's better. Awesome. Good to hear, Matt. If they can build off something, maybe they have a shot to to mix things up. But I do think Washington wins this game. They're a little better than New York is. Yeah. Moving right along. This is a big one. You called this the other day. The Mm -hmm. five and three Bears are at the five and two Titans. Uh, Titans lose to Pittsburgh. In a very close game, I mean, they got blown out early. They made it close and competitive. They missed a field goal late. And then week two, they come to respond from a loss, and they get beat up pretty bad by Joe Burrow. This teammate dropping three in a row, but I'll let you go first. Yeah, I. the thing that I think is funny is if I had to put a biggest weakness on the Titans, I'd say it's kind of their D-line, their pass rush ability. I know they have Clowney, but they don't seem to get much pressure on quarterbacks and the biggest weakness of the bears. I think so far that I've seen is their offensive line. So I really think actually with the way Tannehill's played the last two games, you know, coming back down to earth, the Bengals, yes, Matt, they got them uh, with, with uh, Tannehill kind of coming back down to earth and the bears quarterbacks not playing so well. Um, both teams have good defenses overall. I think the Titans improved at that Desmond King. Um, introductions so we're going to see him for the first time in a titans uniform i like the titans in this game um they're also the home team but goodness me i think these are two evenly evenly matched up teams and i think this game is going to be a nail biter to the end good morning tyler good morning tyler uh you know for for me this is this is the struggle of the bears offense versus the Titans defense that hasn't looked great in the last couple of weeks. They pretty much allowed Big Ben to do whatever they wanted. And shockingly, uh, you know, Matt and your dad, Brad, both called this last week that the Bengals would beat the Titans. And the the Bengals actually did something very similar to what the, the Pittsburgh Steelers did. They kind of beat them underneath. Hey, we're going we're gonna to throw eight to ten yard routes on you. We're not going to try and go over your head. Uh, they ran it pretty good. I mean, truly, it was one of those things where it's like, we got tape on you. We know how to beat you. I don't think the Bears are as good as those other two teams offensively, and I think it'll show. Titans bounce back here. I just think that they're they're better off up front. They're better offensively. The Bears' defense is good, but I can't see the Titans dropping Owen. Just I can't see them dropping three straight. That's my, that's my biggest hang up here. Who would you start today, Tannehill or Lamar Jackson? Tannehill's going up against this Bears defense. Lamar Jackson going up against the Colts defense. So wash me. I think they're. I think they're both in for average games. Um, Lamar Jackson obviously has the breakout potential with his running ability, yeah. but um, <clears throat> I, I would start Lamar Jackson. But if we're going uh, going back to the game, just real quick, I think with this call on the the Bengals beating the Titans, maybe it's a little bit eye opening that the fact that the Titans, outside of that one blowout win versus the Bills, who haven't really looked that great as of late. All their games are won by field goals, close games, this and that. And it's like, maybe the Titans aren't as sweet as we really thought they were going through five weeks. And now I'm not saying they'll drop three straight, but they could easily drop three straight here. The Bears also need a win, too. So this game is meaningful for both teams. I don't think we can take that either way. 
but I don't know. I've in my pickums, I've flip flopped these teams quite a few times throughout the week. We'll see where it lands at one o'clock on Sunday. But it seems like when Nick Foles is right on the brink of everyone giving up and saying he's bad, that's when he plays his best games. Yeah. So I I don't know. Yeah. Tyler, thanks for the uh, congratulations. Good night of poker last night. But for me, one of these two teams is going to drop to 0-3 in the last three weeks. Bears started off 5-1. They've dropped 0-2. I mean, Titans started off 5-0. They've dropped 0-2. One of these teams is dropping 0-3. I'm going to roll with the Bears to be that team. I just, for me, it can't be the Titans. I just think they're too well coached. They're too good running the football. They're night and day better writing the football than the Chicago is. And personally, I just trust Tannehill this year more than I trust Nick Foles and what they're able to do. So mm-hmm. moving right along, the three and four Detroit Lions are at the two and five Vikings. Just when I feel like I know these teams, we find out we don't know these teams. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's uh, this will be an interesting one. It, it doesn't have too many implications. Actually, it doesn't have any at all at this point. Um, both teams are really fighting to try and be uh, eight and eight. I think it's probably their ceiling for both of these teams at this point. But uh, I'll take the Vikings based off of what they were able to do last week, kind of transforming their offense, handing off the Dalvin Cook often. Uh, Kyle, good morning. Thanks for joining. I just think that ultimately the the running game of the Vikings is darn good. They showed it last week. And if they want to, they can they can instill it this week. Uh, Lions losing Kenny Galladay. I I just don't know that it's a fair fight. I th- I think the Vikings win this, especially at home. Yeah, and I think the Vikings have have they're starting to figure it out. I believe uh, with the roster that they have after all the changes, the massive changes that their entire organization took. I think they're starting to figure it out a little bit. And the Lions, they're a different team with and without Kenny Galladay. You're absolutely right on that point. Um. I think the Vikings have a really good chance. If the Bears lose today, I think the Vikings could potentially end with a better record than the Bears, which is pretty crazy because the Bears had a great start and the Vikings had a terrible start. But you start looking at a Titan or a Vikings team that's three and five, I think they could potentially end with a winning record this year after a miserable start. They're starting to figure it out. A lot of that has to do with just giving the ball to Delvin Cook a lot. But the thing is, is, you know, we, we don't really hate on the Seahawks for letting Russell Wilson carry the team. We shouldn't hate on the Vikings for letting Dalvin Cook or the Titans for Derrick Henry. Everyone's got their star players. That's why they are who they are. And Justin Jefferson and uh, Adam Thielen seem to be doing pretty well. Justin Jefferson's broke out the last few weeks. And what their def- I think what's underrated is their defense holding the Packers to 22 points. Um, I don't think that can be overlooked. The Vikings team is improving back-to-back divisional games. They beat the Packers. I think they do beat the Lions here today, and we start to look at the Vikings a little bit different, even though they are 3-5. and five. But I think they could rattle off some wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually right there with you. I'm right there. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, I think that the Bears... I think the Bears are a bit of a phony 5-3. and three. Uh, that's just where I'm at with them. I, I dropped them out of my power rankings this past week. Uh, th- what they're doing offensively is is not good. It's it's just not good. It's it's really bad to watch. Um, they're one of the worst offensive teams in the league. Just watching watching their games, in my opinion, I've happened to see quite a few of them lately. And I don't know. I the Vikings just running the football. I think could beat the Bears 
in a one-on-one matchup. I think we'll probably see that here soon, but I don't know. I would, I like the Vikings to beat the lions. And I, I I'm with you that I think the Vikings and the bears could potentially swap here in the next couple of weeks about where we see them. This is a really close matchup. Two teams that, you know, we're really unsure of. We've been talking about them for about five to 10 minutes here. You guys watching, I mean, bears, Titans, that's the matchup. What do you guys think? What do you think is the, the keys to winning for each team. What do you think is going to put a team over the top? Do you really think it's just home field? I think these two teams are so even this could be a tie. Never going to predict a tie. But I'm just saying this has overtime written all over it. This is one of those games where most of the 1 o'clock games are over, your game's over, and you're like, oh, my gosh, the Titans just kicked the field goal. They're going into overtime with the Bears. I, I think this this game is going to be incredibly close. Titans, um, Nate, I'm curious to see by how much, because I think you've been doing a really good job predicting these games as of late on here. Um, so I, everyone can pick a Titans-Bears. I'm just curious as to, like, what's running through your guys' mind on why you think the Titans over the Bears. Because I really I really can't see it, – it's strength against strength for these teams and weakness against weakness. I hope yeah. it's close. I don't really see a way it wouldn't be close. Maybe one to two scores. So you're saying that, that they win by somewhere between like seven to ten points. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. I, I think within ten is, is good. Um, keep those coming. We'll, we'll move right along here to uh, Panthers Chiefs. What are you thinking here? Well, you know how I feel about the Panthers. I like them as a football team. They're just not quite there yet. And they're going up against, if it's not the best team in the league, it's the second best team in the league. Kansas City is is a slow juggernaut, man. They don't have many flaws. I mean, in the past, it's been defense, but even defense, even defense hasn't been an issue for them this year. They've really been able to kind of handle anybody. I do like what the Panthers are able to present to them with three wide receivers. There's not too many teams in this league that have three credible wide receivers. And the Panthers' third receiver is Curtis Samuel, what he's been able to do out of the backfield and catching the football this year. I think he scored two touchdowns last week, actually. I like this to be a comfortable scoring game for the Panthers, but it won't be enough because the Chiefs can do whatever the hell they want offensively. High scoring, Chiefs win 40 to 27-ish, somewhere in there. High scoring. Yeah. And... um. And I don't know if he'll be on a snap count or not. I'm really interested to see if they use him like Curtis Samuel at times, line him up as slot receiver and keep this Mike Davis going a little bit. But the Panthers are better with Christian McCaffrey. And I've been saying a couple weeks now, they're a Christian McCaffrey away from winning these games because they're, they're so close. And McCaffrey has the ability to put him over the top. Unfortunately, with McCaffrey, not many teams have – what it takes to beat the Chiefs. Um, Nate Ray has the Panthers in an upset, 31-28. Um, now, I, I like the upset, Nate, and I'm going to be honest. I have the Panthers around the 31-34 point mark. This Chiefs offense, I don't think they're scoring under 34 points today. I was going to say 28 is really low, Nate. Yeah, If, and, if it's and, an upset, and, it's not going to be 28. I like where your Panthers number's at. So, given that I agree with the 31, if the Panthers could muster a pick or get a squeaky fumble and be able to win the turnover margin, 
I think they have the firepower to beat the Chiefs. However, Patrick Mahomes has 21, 21 touchdowns and one pick this year. The dude just doesn't turn over the ball. And um, this is now Le'Veon Bell's third game. He's starting to get a little bit more and more in the game plan for short yardage. Yeah. Um, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think he's third in the league in rushing yards right now. Yes. So He's top five for sure, yeah. It, it's just funny how last year we're like, wow, the Chiefs are just going to throw all over you and win. And now they have a legit running game. They're a completely balanced offense that can do all facets of the game at an extremely high level. Like I said, I, at the end of the day, I like your Panthers number, but I, I have to say that the Chiefs still outscore them. Yeah, Nate, I, I want to be with you, Nate. I really do. I, I like the Panthers. I've probably been on the Panthers more than anybody this year. I just really like what they're able to do offensively. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is the perfect quarterback for what for what they want to do. They want to spread the ball around. Getting Chris McCaffrey back is humongous. I do think they have a chance to hit 30 today, but if you've watched anybody that has a vertical passing threat against this Carolina Panthers defense, they've done what they've wanted. Um, Raiders. Raiders did. Brady did. Uh, Breeze has. I mean, really, everybody that has some sort of pocket awareness and has vertical threat, I mean, can can really get to this Carolina They're a young team. Yeah, and I almost, I mean, truthfully, the only explanation I have for what they did to the Jets last week is that they were practicing for this game because they know that that's how they have to beat Carolina's vertical because they didn't even attempt to run the ball last week. They just threw it. They just threw it out the window. They're like, ah, it's the Jets. We're not going to try and run it. We're just going to pass it down their throats. And that's. I think that's what they'll do again today. I think they're just going to kind of abandon the run. I am excited to see what McCaffrey can bring to what this offense has been able to do for the last. Because McCaffrey's been out since what week two. I think he got hurt in the week two game. Yeah. So I mean, truthfully, we've seen a lot of football without McCaffrey. Nate, hey, I'm with you, Nate. I just, I, you know, I know you're struggling the shoulders, but I'm with you. I hope they, I hope they can pull it off. I just don't see how. But then again, I, we've been wrong so many times. Some, every week, somebody's on here calling an upset. Whether it's you, whether it's Matt, whether it's your dad, Brad, people have been calling upset. Hey, we'll definitely give you your props if you call it. Connor or McCaffrey, I can only start Connor. one. <laughs> we don't know how how much McCaffrey's going to play. Okay, he's laughing. One, we don't know how much McCaffrey's going to play. And two, the Cowboys have the worst defense in the league. We don't know how much McCaffrey's going to play. McCaffrey might get 12 touches. If McCaffrey starts a football game, he's worth a start. They didn't see he's starting. They said he's active. That's all that matters. That's all I mean. That's all all that matters. He's saying McCaffrey, because he's fresh off of a six-week injury and hasn't played football in two and a half months, I'm saying Connor because they're playing the worst defense in the NFL. It's up to you. First off, I don't know who your third back is. I don't know who your third running back is. But those are your two that you should be starting. I don't I don't know. You have McCaffrey and you have Connor. You start both. I don't know who your third one is, but honestly, reconsider it. Yeah, and who's your flex? Are you starting a third wide receiver over these three running backs? Yeah, I I mean truthfully. Truthfully, we just told you that Carolina is going to get 30 today. I think we both agree. I also want to clear the air. I understand that I'm a Steelers fan. I am in no way, shape, or form saying Connor is better than Christian McCaffrey. I am no no way. I don't think anybody thinks you are. Okay, that's not what's happening here. I just the Cowboys haven't stopped anyone in football. Haven't stopped anyone in football. 
and, and I, I just, I, it's a matchup thing. The Chiefs are a good defense. The Cowboys are a terrible defense. If that's really your options, I think this is like an anomaly. And one time you'd start Connor over McCaffrey. I, if you were on DraftKings right now, who would you spend money on? I, I think you would go with James Conner because he's not fresh off an injury and they're playing a terrible defense. Obviously, McCaffrey is way better, and typically it's a no-brainer. You start McCaffrey, but I think this week, I don't know. Yeah, McCaffrey, hey, guys. Uh, I McCaffrey, just... Matt, gets 20-plus touches. Yeah, absolutely, he's going to get more fantasy points than if Connor yeah. got 20-plus. I just don't think he's going to get that many touches. That's that's where I'm at. That's All that's right. what I'm talking about. Breaking news. John Nutter just dropped it a second ago. Nate's confirming it. I just confirmed it. Baker Mayfield has been placed on the COVID list. So they have a better yeah. quarterback now? Well, they're on a bye this week. Oh, uh, yeah, they are. You're right. They're on a bye this week. But I would still I would still assume that he has to go through protocol and then five-plus days of whatever. So maybe Case Keenum next week. Who knows? But we'll move, we're moving on, moving right along here. Uh, I do think that the Carolina Panthers-Chiefs game is the, is the most fun Watch of one o'clock. Yeah, does that um, have the most playoff implications? Go ahead. No, hold on, I'm lagging real bad right now. Give it a Not second to catch up. Well, I was going bad on Skype too, like you were chopping up pretty bad. Oh, okay. All right, I think we're good. Moving right along, the one in six Texans at the one in six Jags. Toilet bowl, but I got the Texans again. Jags are starting a new quarterback. Don't have a lot to say. Texans are bad, but they're better than the Jags. See, I had the Texans as well. I even had them as a risky survival pick. I have since changed that because during the week, they closed down their facility once or twice because of COVID and didn't practice. Yeah. Maybe without practice, they're still good enough to beat this Jags team. I feel like they are, but this could be a, a sneaky good game for the Jaguars to win, but preseason we had the Texans at one and six here I just want to take another minute to feel really good about how much we called the Texans since February we called their wins their losses when they fired their coach when they were going to drink Gatorade on the sideline we've been on top of the Texans all year and we nailed them I don't even know if I want to spend too much like time on this game because these are two irrelevant teams playing in a window where there are a lot more fun games to watch yeah Show of hands, who's who's gonna watch the Texans Jaguars game? That's not a Texans or Jaguars fan. That crickets. Nobody. Crickets. They're, outside yeah. of Deshaun Watson and maybe a receiver from the Jags, there's not even really any fantasy implications out here. Like maybe some Texans guys, but yeah, uh, guys. If you know, if you have a fun forty-ish minutes, I don't know. Remember how long the pod was? I'd have to go back and look. But the AFC South breakdown that we did. Um, before the season starts, in my opinion, it holds up the best of any breakdown we did all year. We have called that division almost to a T, and we have knocked the Texans out of the park. Like you just said, we've predicted to the te- second they were drinking Gatorade on the sideline. It just, I think there was a lot of people that probably disagreed with what the Texans were going to be able to do this year, but we've called it. We've nailed it. Uh, we were kind of right on the Jags, too. The Jags threw us a slight curveball week one. But outside of that, we've nailed the Jags. I mean, yeah, we said the Titans are going to win the division unless this Phillip Rivers things works. But we think they're going to be the top two right yeah. now. They're both sitting five wins. And I, 
I do want to say some of the people who are skeptical on our Texans saying that they were going to be poopy soupy. Um, I love Deshaun Watson too. Yeah, I do too. But man, he, look what he's dealing with. Yeah. All I want to say is it's just not fair to him, but you could say it is because he's like one of the richest human beings. <laughs> so yeah, he just got yeah. a massive contract. I'm sure he's all right. All right. Moving right along to a way better game. This is probably, uh, this is probably the most, I don't know. There's a lot of good one o'clock ones. This is a good one too, guys. The five and two Ravens are at the five and two Colts. Gosh, I'm, my gut wants to say Ravens, but my, my football mind wants to tell me the Colts are taking this one. I just, you know first off, happen. if this was at Baltimore, I would like the Ravens a little bit more, not because of the fans, but because it's outside and what Rivers is able to do in a dome. Yes, Chris, I like that. Sure. I'm confused. I said uh, no one knew that the Je- like we knew that the Texans are going to be poopy soupy. Oh, <laughs> soupy poopy. Jared, I- I'm going to interrupt Jeff for just one second. Ooh, go ahead, take it off. Yeah, take Ravens get stupid silly on this game. Ravens make the Colts look bad. I think the Ravens destroy them. There's too many questions out about the Ravens. And every defense that has a good rush defense, you got to take it out. This team runs the ball totally different. I, I think the Ravens I think the Ravens put a smackdown on the Colts. I also think their defense gives Phillip Rivers headaches. I don't think they, the Colts will pass the ball very well this game either. Go ahead, Jeff. Tell me what I, I understand. But I think the Ravens get silly all over this 1 o'clock game. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to leak Corso your ass. Not so fast. Not so fast, okay? JK, take over the game. Listen, Ravens are a better football team than the Colts are, okay? This is in a dome, so it's going to benefit Rivers just a tad, all right? Last year, the 49ers were able to very well limit what Lamar Jackson did. It was one of Lamar's, like, one of his three worst games of the regular season, okay? DeForest Buckner, big reason for that. He's now on the Colts roster. The Colts have been great against the run and the pass this year. Have they been as good as Tampa Bay? Have they been as good as Pittsburgh? No. Ravens were obviously able to dominate Pittsburgh as far as running the football last week. I like the Colts enough that they'll keep it close. I think the Ravens win this game. I'm agreeing with you. But all of you guys that are saying they're winning big. Ravens by 17. I, I can't see that. I can't see it. It is what it is. We're disagreeing here. Uh, a lot of you guys are on the Ravens. I, I mean, Jared, Matt, Brad, lot, lots of Ravens here, but Lamar's going to break his ankles. <laughs> I I don't know. I just uh, – Colts keep this one close. Don't agree, sure help Ravens run game just as Matt, much. That not more. Crazy, hey, Matt, I mean, we agree for once on a scoreline. I said uh, – I said Ravens by 17. I feel like that's an accurate scoreline. I truly believe that Phillip Rivers is going to have a very difficult time against this Ravens defense. I believe it's going to be the turnover battle. I believe the Colts turn the ball over two or three times. The Ravens, if there's one thing that was preached all week after the Steelers game, it's taking care of the football. They had four turnovers. I think this is just going and, – and the Dome, as much as it may help Rivers passing, T.Y. Hilton with a groin is doubtful, so they lose their best wide receiver. And you want you want this three-headed backfield to run all over the Ravens. I don't see that happening. The Ravens, let's not forget, they have a top three defense in the NFL as well. I trust I trust the running game with Lamar Jackson of the Ravens 
way more than I trust Philip Rivers to be able to, because if the Ravens again get a lead, or even continue to score points, it's going to force Philip Rivers to have to throw. I don't like him against the defense. So I, I just the the Ravens. I'm gonna say one last time. I think the Ravens get silly on the Colts. And now I do like the Colts. I I've been pretty high on the Colts. I've had them in my top ten a few times. And I don't think they should be overlooked as a team in the grand picture of things. I think they'll squeak into the playoffs. But against the Ravens. I just I just want to point something out. Okay. So the Colts the Colts lost to the Jags. Week one. Okay? Week one. The Jags were able to throw the ball on them. Okay. Not many teams have been able to. They were not able to run the ball. Okay. The Browns beat them. The Browns. Carried the ball 33 times for 124 yards. It's 3.8 a carry. Not actually that great. Okay. They also had, they had 128 yard rush in that game. So outside of that, they held them to almost under three yards a carry. They were able to pass it on them. Baker was. I don't like Lamar Jackson in a passing situation. I've told you this. I think you, you've mostly agreed. Nick, thanks for joining, by the way. Good morning. I, I, I think the Colts keep this closer than what everybody is saying. I'm almost ready to pick the Colts. I've almost talked myself into it. The Ravens are a better football team. I want to take the Ravens, but this is not a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. The Colts aren't getting blown out here. I'm, I'm not. I can't. Okay. I, all, I can't go with that. All I'm saying is I believe this will be the best defense the Colts have faced so far this season. I don't think that's absolutely. A the Ravens. Absolutely. No, you're right. And, and you got you got to be able to to separate for just a second on the rushing stats cuz no team runs the ball like the Ravens. Understand. It's a different style seeing no, the fact read option. Yeah. I just the Steelers were averaging 2.9 yards a carry allowed and then the Ravens ran for 230. The Ravens r- run on everybody. Can, so can, I can we okay? I I understand that you're, and I agree with you that they were able to muscle up the Pittsburgh's defense, okay? But at the end of the day, they still had to pass the ball, and they weren't I don't able think to. Have to. You don't think okay, they have to I pass see. it at all? You think they're just gonna just straight up just dominate okay. the Colts on the ground? Okay, I don't. I do think they'll have to pass it at times, it but I don't think Lamar Jackson is a like a cripple out there. I believe there are games he's shown he can throw the ball. We did there are, there's time. I don't want Lamar to have to sit back and have to beat you by the pass, but it's not like Lamar has 15 passing yards a game. He throws for over 100 yards too. The addition of Des Bryant, we were both shocked that he's active. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I I just think they do so well on the ground that they don't ever have to rely on his arm. And there was a few times last week against the Steelers where there was on a couple of his interceptions, it was. Why are you throwing the ball there? I think they take a good look at that. They don't have to throw the ball in some of these situations. I believe they will be able to just dominate on the ground. That's my perception of it. I think most people are on my side. But I do want to say that you have the Colts on an upset alert because technically they have the same record, but Ravens are the better team. I don't, I don't think, I don't see the Colts in this game. I don't even think they have a chance. I I like that you're repping the Colts and I like the banter, but this is a big game. I think it's a big game. I think the Colts hang in there. They're not getting blown out. That's all I'm saying. I think this is a very close game. I think the Colts have a shot to win in the fourth quarter. Now, if that ends up being a blowout because they have a shot to win, maybe Rivers throws a pick six, fine. But this is a fourth quarter football game. 
the fact that a lot of people think differently, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here, but it is what it is. We're moving on to another great one. Maybe we banter a little bit here too. Six and one Seahawks at the six and two bills. This is easy for me, but I see it. I, I can see it going both ways, but Seahawks can score on anybody. Bills are struggling to score against even bad teams. Uh, I like the Seahawks to win. Um, we can talk about the positives of the Bills and what they may be able to do right, but at this yeah. point, there is no realistic reason why you would root against the Seahawks at all. Um, they get Jamal Adams back. I believe it's the first game Carlos Dunlap will play. He had to sit out last week. Yeah. Um, your defense gets quite a bit better. Um, Josh Allen, since the first four games, hasn't been good, and they haven't really shown an ability to really play great defense in anyone. The Patriots who we were talking about have the worst, you know, one of the worst offenses in the league, put up, was it 20, 21 or 24 on them? I, they had a I, shot to win. Yeah. On the last drive of the game. The Seahawks score at will in this game. I don't think the Bills, I mean, and the one thing that's funny is, okay, Seahawks coming across to the Bills where it's cold. It's a beautiful day out today. The weather's really nice this weekend. It's going to be a per. look outside your window, my guys. It's going to be a perfect day for football. I just, the Seahawks, Seahawks big. Um, we got Seahawks by 10. I agree. Can you dig it? Stefan Diggs is a badass, but here we go. Matt. Matt from- with the upset alert. Before he gets into his upset alert, and I'll read it off for everybody. Listen, we have a couple rules on this pod, okay? A, the Browns are the Browns until they're not the Browns. That's a, that's a massive rule. The second rule, and it's almost 1A, Russell Wilson isn't affected by 1 o'clock East Coast games. So don't even get on that little bandwagon of, well, they got to go west. That doesn't matter to Russell Wilson. He does not give two shits, okay? He's going to roll out of bed at the exact same time. He's going to travel to the East Coast, and they're beating Buffalo because Buffalo can't score 30 on anyone. And guess what? The Seahawks haven't struggled to score 27 a single time this year. I'm froze. Anyone else? I'm hoping not. I mean, we're going... We're going you're, up. you're in here though, so hopefully that's uh, I don't know. Hopefully we're good. Nobody's commenting though. Well, you know. it takes a to see it. The Bills. Uh, you know, uh, this game could go either way. I, I'm just, I'm almost positive the Seahawks win this game. I'm, I'm not even. Um. So the thing too is one. Um, Matt has predicted upsets quite a bit on the show. He has. I don't know. I don't know what information or what you what guys he's got in locker rooms texting him, but I'm real close to putting it as a third rule on the show. Listen to Matt when he takes it up. Because <laughs> Matt, you you've been on fire, bro. I, I got to hand it to you. You've been on he fire. Has been. He has here's, been. Here's all I ask. Here's all I ask about your your upset picks. Don't pick a six and one and six and two team. Give me something like the Bengals over the Titans, my guy. Give me something like, like he has crazy. been though. He's given us those. He gave he's us the been... Lions. He's given us the the Bengals. He's given us a few. Yeah. This this one isn't an upset. Six and two over six and one isn't an upset. He every every week he puts upset alert on one game with the three flashes, and and he's he's been he's been nailing them. He's been nailing yeah, he them. He has been. And, but I just don't know. Even if a team's favored, and I get that that's the definition of an upset, but even if a team's favored, if they're six and one and six and two, either team, you know, they're they're in the upper echelon of teams. However, they got those wins, they got them. But um, yeah, let Russ cook. And also, real quick, if none of you guys have seen this, Russell Wilson is 
uh, trying to patent the phrase "Let Russ Cook," and he is going to try and use this patent phrase to sell kitchen silverware. Yeah, I can't with that. I can't. There's going to be tons of people, especially in the Seattle area, that are going to have forks and knives and spoons. I mean, I am too. They let Russ cook. Oh, dude, the rich picture. Come on. You can't even say it. We gave it for him. We basically gave him another way to make millions. You guys, I'm going to have a couple of different polls going out before 1 o'clock. Alan throws for over 400. Yeah, I could see that. Russ is going to throw for 400 too, though. Nick, you're a Cowboys fan. We'll get there. We're, don't jump ahead, Nick. We're getting to the Cowboys. Don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry. We're getting there. Moving right along, though, the three and four Broncos are at the two and six Falcons. I like the Falcons here in their dome. Uh, you know they've had a couple of solid weeks. Julio's playing good again. Uh, the Broncos, you know, they they they've done their thing this year. They've got a couple of wins, but I like the Falcons to pick this one up. I'm so tired of liking the Falcons. At two and six, like, why do I like the Falcons so much? They just seem like a I, truly, team. truly, it's only because they play in a dome and because they have Julio Jones and Calvin That's, Ridley and Matt Ryan. That is strictly the reason. Uh, I here's I here's do, why you Falcons know for a fact they're going to throw for over three hundred to four hundred a game, and that gives them a chance to win. At the end of the day, it just does. Yeah, I just I just think the Falcons score too much for the Broncos. End of the day, two teams that aren't that great playing against each other. I think. I think they both have three wins after today. I think um, I think the Falcons take it. D4I? Is that what he said? Um, are you commenting on a recent post in the Facebook group where it was like quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, and your three or D4I? Because I, I don't know. What, like, did you sink my battleship? What's up? I, I know we're talking about the Broncos here, and that's your team, but I'm confused. Yes, and Matt, agreed. The, the, the Falcons should have two or three more wins. Ridley is out like the Broncos here. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, the Broncos have played great football. I mean, truly, they have. On a lot of teams, Ridley's really good. Do they have enough to stop Julio? I don't know, but I do think that both teams have a decent running game. Is Melvin? I think Melvin Gordon's out for the Broncos too. I think Lindsey's going to take the, the carries here, but. This one's a tough one to call because it's it's two teams that have underperformed from what we really thought they were going to be this year. So it's yeah. like which which one of these teams is going to play to their potential. Um, I, I could see the Broncos, but I also like the Falcons at home here in the Dome. Broncos come into town. They're going to score a lot of points. Mm. I, I like love it. that. I love that Ridley's out. It's the first I heard of it. I'm, now I'm super happy I started Julio. So let's go. LA last time. Yeah, I, I did choose LA and LA had them dead to rights. I think they have a coaching problem in LA, to be honest with you. In their last four games, they've had a 16 or 17 point lead and they've lost three of them. What are we talking about? Again, um, Chris said, remember you took LA last time. Look what happened because I had uh, the Chargers beating the Broncos. Oh, okay. Chargers now have had a 16 or 17 point lead in three of their last four and they've lost or They've had a 16 or 17 point lead in all four of their games, and they've lost three of them. So Gordon is going to play. Okay, yesterday I thought I saw it in an active sheet, but well, I could. let's move. Let's move right along to the four and three Raiders at the two and five Chargers. All right, I'm pulling out my mat here. Ready? Upset alert. Who wins? Char- Chargers win. Chargers have played great football and have blown it late. 
I like Herbert's arm against this Raiders secondary. I like the Chargers here. Huh, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Um, you know why I'm going with the Chargers here. There's no secret. Yeah, you trying to save them bills you won last night. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Again, I Anthony Lynn, I think there's questions out on him, the way he can get leads and then blow them. But the defense isn't that great for the Chargers, or it hasn't been as good as I thought it was going to be. And they just lost Desmond King and didn't get a player to replace him. Yeah. Uh, I think the Raiders have the ability to score points. I think the Chargers will too. But I, I think this is a game where the Raiders, you know, drop a 38 out of nowhere. And I don't know if the Chargers are going to keep up that way. Um, I could see this game going either way. Interdivision games always are a toss-up. But I also... I also like Josh Jacobs to have a big game here today. Mm. Yeah, Keenan Allen, it, it was he hurt his back against the Broncos too, so they didn't have him when the Broncos came back. But, yeah, if, if Allen plays, he definitely helps the Chargers. I don't think they can do it with just Mike Williams and Hunter Henry. And, gosh, Keenan Allen's fantasy value has skyrocketed since Justin Herbert's come in. He loves that guy, and they're playing really yeah. well together. I just think the Raiders, they've beat a lot of good teams. And, you know, they're, they're four and three. I think this is when they start to separate. Maybe they can rattle off some wins. They, they've gone through the gauntlet that we thought they would really struggle with, and they came out four and three. I think the Raiders could rattle off three of their next four here and really become a team that, that, that enters the playoff. It sucks that they're in the division with the Chiefs, who they beat. So, I mean, but they're not going to win the division because the Chiefs are so good. But this is a team that, that could be looking for that four or five seed in the playoffs so truthfully the Raiders have beat of their four wins three of them are against teams they should not have beat okay Saints right Saints Chiefs there's another one in there that they they beat a team that really they they probably shouldn't have um beat the Bucks but it seems like they've struggled with teams that they should beat okay this is a divisional matchup on the road, not that it's I mean super far away, but I just like the Chargers here. I like what Herbert's been able to do. Uh, they haven't been able to close out games. I like him to close out this one. But then again, it wouldn't shock me if the Raiders picked up the W. I think this is a close one, but I'm taking the Chargers here. Okay. Moving right along. Here we go, Nick. I know you're excited. The 7-0 and Steelers at the 2-6 and Cowboys. Here we go. Ready? This ain't an upset. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is bad. The uh, the Steelers are going to show out. They're going to show out on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are starting their fourth different quarterback this year already. Um, at, at this point, it's laughable. Dak Prescott has earned himself a massive contract, whether it's with the Cowboys or with somebody else. Dude can play. Um, Nick, if you want to hop back on here and say why you're taking the Cowboys, feel free, but... Now, I think you're I think you're alone here. I know you have the Cowboys and Zeke has had pretty good games in the past against the Steelers. Um but their offensive line is so bad and their quarterback play is going to be so bad. And their defense is so bad. It's the Mike Tomlin Steelers, man. Come on. The Mike Tomlin 7 and 0 Steelers. I I don't know where you're going at Nick. I I understand. I understand that the Steelers sometimes play down to their competition, and I understand that sometimes, you know, when you think the Steelers are going to blow out teams, it's close. But they still win most of those games. Robbie, is that really true that Zeke is supposed to be out for this game? 
I have not heard that. I haven't heard that either, but if someone could, could double-check that, even if it is Robbie, if, if Zeke's out, okay. Even with Zeke, I don't think they have a chance. And I, I will say this. Let me, I, let me hop in here quick. Regardless of whether Zeke's out or not, do yourselves a favor this week, guys. We're late in the season. All right? We are eight weeks down, right? We're week nine. Yeah, we're eight weeks down. You've played eight weeks of fantasy football. You know what your record is. If, if you're if you're five and two or better, feel free to start with Zeke this week because you can afford to. If you're four and four or worse and you're fighting for a playoff spot, bench Zeke. You heard it first here. Bench him. I I don't know. In a lot of leagues, I don't know if you'll have better running backs on the bench. I, I still think Zeke is an automatic start. I don't think he's going to be great. But um, I heard all week they're planning to play without him. Wow, maybe no Zeke. Um, I guess all I have to say is we're in week nine. Has there been a shutout yet in the NFL? That's a really good question. I don't believe there but has. The Washington Redskins held them to three. Or Redskins, I apologize. The Washington football team. I think there's a potential here that we could see the first shutout. And if they're not playing with Zeke, I don't know. It's it's Like, like Nick pointed out, I do want to give him a little bit of credit. When's the last time you said, wow, or, well, I guess against the Browns. Yeah. Steelers don't blow too many teams out, even though they win quite a few games every year. It's hardly ever times where they blow teams out. And usually if they do, it's the Browns or Bengals. But, um, so real quick, line, the list of inactives, I have it right in front of me as far as from what Scheffler's reporting, and Zeke is not on there. So he's still at least a game-time decision. It, so. Well, if he's not playing, that means if they're playing to play without him, that means it might be coach's decision. Like, if he's not inactive, maybe the coaches are just playing Tony Pollard instead. I, For whatever reason, Zeke is testing his hamstring in warm-up, so he most likely will. Sorry, I read something earlier. Okay, so it is injury. But still, Zeke's not 100%. So, um, offensive line, Steelers. Quarterback, Steelers. Wide receiver group. We'll give it to the Cowboys, I, I suppose, unless you guys want to talk about that another day. But running back, if Zeke's not 100%, I'll go with Connor. Defense, it's the Steelers on all three levels. Pollard is no slouch, I agree. Gilbert's going to light them up. I appreciate the LOL at the end because that's what that is. Um, I don't want to spend any more time on this game. If, yeah, if you're a it's, fan, um... you think they're going to upset them. You're, if, if you're a Cowboys fan, you probably think you have a chance. Outside I, of that, this is a single is, person that plays in pickums or bets games or is looking at this game thinking the Cowboys have a chance. Yeah. If they do, it would be the upset of the season, I think, so far. Yeah. Chris, good morning. Go blue, man. It's it's been a, a sorry season. Uh, breaking news as of about thirty minutes ago, Pete Carroll has landed a multi year extension that's gonna tie him to Seattle for probably the rest of his career. So, so Russell Wilson got Pete Carroll a contract extension. Yeah, I mean, yes. But uh, that's big news. Big news coming out of uh, out of this morning. So, yeah. A uh, couple more things here. Moving right along, we got the four and three Dolphins at the five and two Cardinals. This is a coin flip for me. It truly is. I know we've both. Uh, you've been on the Cardinals early, kind of let off them. You're back on them. Uh, I'm slowly coming on to where they're at as a team and in their bandwagon, but I'm also slowly coming on to the Dolphins. Dolphins defense is very good. This is in a dome. 
Cardinals are struggling to get pressure. They're one of the worst teams in the league in, in adding pressure without Chandler Jones. I like the Dolphins to have Tua somewhat comfortable and get it do enough to win this game, actually. I think every AFC East team loses this week. I think the Bills okay. lose to the Seahawks. That's impossible. I think, the, I think the Dolphins lose to the Cardinals. I think the Patriots lose to the Jets. And the Jets lose the unanimous first overall pick in the draft. So I don't think any of the AFC East teams lose today. So Cardinals, I think, do take take the Dolphins. Cardinals off a bye at home in the 1 o'clock window. I, I like where the Dolphins are at, but I think it's going to be to his first real game where he's going to have to, to play to win. the def- I don't think the defense carries him in this one. I guess the question is, Will Tua answer the call? But even if Tua plays great, I think the Cardinals are going to win this game. I think the Cardinals are one of the, the better teams in our league, and I think they're going to beat the Dolphins today. Off a of bye at home, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray. I like the Cardinals. Jeff, okay. Jeff did have a stroke. There ain't about to. He already had one. He's back. Dude, dude. Lost him. So, sometimes Brad comes out here with stuff that I'm just like, come on now. Come on now. He's just trying to get under my skin at this point because this team's undefeated and I can't talk back. Oh, goodness. Uh, moving right along. This is a good one, guys. You know, this is the most viewed NFL game of the year. Week one was the Tom Brady debut at the Bucks against the Saints. Well, now it's on Sunday night. The whole world's going to get to see it. Uh, five and two Saints are at the six and two Buccaneers. This is the return game. I think it flops. I'm taking Brady. I'm taking the Bucks. I'm taking the debut of Antonio Brown. I'm starting him in fantasy this week. It'll be too much for the struggling Saints offense. Um, I think the Saint, I think this game looks similar to what the Packers and Buccaneers game looked like. I think the Bucks win somewhat comfortable, 14 points or so. Okay, um, I, I don't know if it'll be that comfortable. I do like the Bucks to beat the Saints. I think they're a better team. Yeah. And the Saints- who have seemed to be the same team all year, barely winning games. The Buccaneers seem to just get better and better and better and better. And I agree with most of the experts out there that say they were looking. I think he is back tonight, Matt. How, how they were look? They were playing the Giants and looking ahead. The thing is, is Michael Thomas was also there week one, and he wasn't hurt till the very last play of the game. So they've already played against Michael Thomas. I think out of both of these teams, the two things that have proved the most are one. Tom Brady has improved with his new team. And two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary is a lot better than they were at the beginning of the year. I could see the Saints winning this game. The Saints are not a bad team. They're a good team. They're a really good team. But I don't have the Buccaneers at number three in my power rankings to not back them to beat the Saints here. I'm not saying handily. I'm not saying by 14. I think this is going to be a close game. I think this is going to be a Sunday night massive, massive view count. And I like the Bucks by six. I, I think the Bucks, Bucks maybe uh, I, I, I like to think that, that the last possession of the game is going to matter in this one. But I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hold them off. I, I, I like Tampa here at home. Uh, J- Jared, I'm a little confused of what you're saying here. I like the Saints close until Bucks can prove they can beat the Saints. I mean, with Jameis, you guys were splitting with them. You beat them week one last year. I mean, you've you've been able to beat 
the I'm I'm confused by what you're what you're going at there. It was such a good game the first week they played. And remember, it was an entire new team, not much of an offseason. Like they had the miscommunication with Mike Evans on an interception. He Tom Brady threw a pick six, which he threw a couple at the beginning yeah. of the year. But yeah. it's like since week three, Tom Brady has what was it? It's like seventeen touchdowns and one pick. He's the fifth ranked fantasy quarterback. Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense has not allowed anyone to run on them. And that secondary is all 24 years or younger. Bright lights are brighter. Lost last three. So real, real, okay, real okay. quick, Jared. Real quick, Jared. Time out. I got the I got the series in front of me. So 2019, they swept you guys. Okay, whatever. The Saints were pretty damn good in 2019 and 2018. In 2018, you you split. And matter of fact, you dropped 48 on them at one point. Okay, 2017, you split. 2016, you split. 2015, you split. I, so yeah, I mean, over the 20, if you're looking at the entire decade from 2010 to 2020, sure, they had their number. I mean, it's like 14 to six, but in division, anybody can beat anybody. Lattimore is Evans' kryptonite, but gosh, dude, who's who's Antonio Brown's kryptonite? Who's Gronk's kryptonite? Uh, who's Brady's kryptonite? And the, there's, the there's Buccaneers too much have been able tonight. to run the ball really well this year. Look, we're, we're already getting into it. This is this is as simple as it gets. These are two great teams in division yeah. Yeah. playing each other Sunday night. Before the season started, we were talking about this game. We were like, Saints probably, well, I know you were on the Bucks because of Brady. I get it. But a lot of people were like, Saints are going to take week one. And then let's see what happens when they play each other again week nine. And what's happened? Saints won week one. Both of these teams are really good, and it's the matchup we all wanted. I'm not going to look try and look too much into it. This Tampa team is way different. They have not beat the Saints. Jared's trying but, to be humble. He's trying to be a humble Bucks fan. Stop now. Just stop. I, I, Antonio I Brown is Antonio Brown's kryptonite. I mean, fair. Yeah, that, off the field. Off, off the field. field. I mean, truthfully, guys, it, that's funny. Let's let's stop here just for a second. Throw out what you've seen this year and just look at X's and O's. Drew Brees has struggled to throw the football this year. He really has. Okay. Unless it's to Kamara. Unless it's to Kamara, and we haven't seen what he's been able to do without Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is back in the lineup. So I like Bucks by forty. Is oh my gosh, <laughs> Jared. <laughs> Hey, no, sure, sure. I just like the Bucks to win this game comfortably. Uh, 38-24, I think is probably where I'm at in this I, game. I don't want to disrespect the Saints like that. I think it's closer. I, I'm going to say what? Show me what respect they've earned this year. They have five wins, and I mean, we're, if we're picking them apart, they're not great wins. They have five wins, and technically at full health, when they played once already, the Saints got them. I get that this is a different matchup. Brady turned the ball over three times. You think he's turned the ball over three times today? He did it once. He can do it again. I'm not saying that's expected. I have the Bucks winning too, but I I don't think that the Bucks are 14 point win better than the Saints. And if they are, I'll come back and say you were right. You didn't you didn't think so against the Packers either, and they put it down on them. Correct, correct. Yeah. I didn't think Aaron Rodgers would throw two pick sixes. I know there was only technically one; the other was turned into two. But I've watched every game for years. I know how they play against the Saints until I okay. And, and you know I'm gonna. That's fine. That's fine. That's yeah. You're a Bucks fan, and you you want to be optimistic, and I get it, Jared, and and you have your doubts. But unfortunately, sir, Brady played pretty rough in his first outing with with Tampa Bay in Week One, and they still had a chance to win. You think again, Brady's going to play bad? Is that 
Are we predicting Brady's playing bad? Is that what we're doing now? No. Okay. Then if Brady doesn't play bad, who's winning this game? Right, and that's why I have the Bucks. But again, if Brady doesn't throw the pick six in the last game, they would have won by three points. I think that was the spread of the points. It's an extremely close matchup. It is a close matchup. But I think Tampa Bay's secondary has improved so much since that first game. Yes, I'm high on it. Yes, I agree. So I looked at the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' defense to play a lot better. This this game has clearly split the live broadcast and all the people commenting more than anybody or any other game has. And – it's going to be really fun to revisit this. There's um, a reason uh, this game was the most watched week again, one. Again, please go to the Real Talk comments. And if if you have any questions or comments you want us to cover on any of these games, because, again, it, it'll be on Thursday, our podcast. Any questions or comments that you want to comment about any of these that you want us to discuss, just so you can hear it and then fire back at us on the Facebook page, we want to hear it. And I want this Saints Bucks. It's probably going to be a topic on that Thursday podcast. I want some questions. Kyle, good Saints morning. Thanks for joining. Mate, wouldn't that just light up the league? Oh God, I'd love that. By the way, a fun little note for tonight's game. I, I feel like the fact that we haven't brought it up, we're disrespecting these Passing two. Passing leaders, touchdowns. So this game's going to kick off tonight. Tom Brady is the all-time leader in passing touchdowns. He has five sixty-one. Drew Brees has five six zero. There is a potential that this record could change a few times in a single game tonight. That alone is worth watching. Um, I'm sorry if you're not going to tune in. You're missing out, regardless of how this game turns out, if it's a 50-point blowout or if it's close. Um, The fact that two living legends are going to literally battle it out on Sunday Night Football with the NFL passing touchdown record at stake, the division title at stake, This is. I think this has a chance to beat their week one viewership. I truly do. I truly do. It absolutely will. Brady throwing five tutties tonight, Nate. Nate. Ooh, let's go, TB12. The one reason about a top throwing that many that I'm a little skeptical of, I like Antonio Brown as a player. We'll see what he is. But if there is one guy that's proven he can put the shackles on Mike Evans, it's Marshawn Lattimore. And literally, it's almost like they don't even play football. They're just out there beating the hell out of each other for 60 yeah, minutes. They hate After every play, they're pushing each other, slapping helmets. If these two guys saw each other in the street, they're throwing hands. Like, I, okay, yeah, I, I've, I heard that take from Nick Wright as well, Matt. I don't know if you watch him, but I've heard that before. And, yeah, they, it could very well end in a tie. And um, What? No answer for Godwin Brown. Godwin, is he playing with that fractured finger? I think he's out. I, think Godwin, God, God, I believe Godwin is out. Right. So they have Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, and Mike Evans. And, um, ooh, this is going to be a good game, dog. He's playing. Okay. Godwin's in. Interesting. We got a lot of, uh, he's questionable, I thought. We got a lot of, yes, he's playing. Um, Truly, there's, look- there's, a, there's a lot of big names in this game. Obviously, Antonio Brown is active. Michael Thomas yeah. is active. Like, now you're telling me Godwin's active. You guys, this has fireworks all over it, and you're saying Brady's throwing two touchdowns. Get off this podcast right now. Um, moving right along, though. I mean, we could talk about this game all night. I'll put the, I'll put the poll up. I'm interested to see who everybody's got. I think everybody's going to be pretty split. Real quick, before you say you want to start him, is your other quarterback still Josh Allen, Nate? I think he's talking about 
Are you talking about Antonio Brown? Well, he's talking about um, he's he can't talking be talking about, about Brady. He's talking about Brady. He doesn't know if he wants to start Brady as his quarterback. I believe. No, you absolutely start Brady. You absolutely start Brady. Okay, moving right along. I sorry, thank you. I'm talking about Godwin. Okay. Oh. See, Godwin, that's tough. That's tough. He could benefit from the fact that there's um, Antonio Brown out there and Mike Evans and Gronk. and or There's so many mouths to feed. I would start him, honestly, for boomer bust. I mean, it depends on where your record's at, Nate. If you're 4-4 four and four and you're fighting for a playoff spot and you got somebody better, maybe start him. If you're 5-2 and two or better and you, you're, you're, you're feeling good about where your team's at and you're, and you're sitting pretty or 5-3 and three and better, um, Maybe you don't, maybe you don't, you do start them and you just live with it. I, dude, oh, the Seahawks secondary is so bad. But if you want to start Brady, he's he's fifth. You can't go wrong, Matt or Nate. I think you're good with either quarterback there. Start Brady. He, he's the fifth, fifth ranked scoring quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. Why not? He's, he's been balling. And since, since week three, I think he's number one, actually. And when uh, you say so. you don't know if you want to start Godwin, it's like, if you're taking a risk on starting Godwin because he's questionable and your your guy you're bringing off the bench, he's a question mark too because he's not the top receiver. He's just on the team. Why why not go with Chris Godwin? If they're both going to be a coin flip, you're going to feel much better about yourself. If Godwin does bad on your in your lineup and there's a guy on the bench that busted off rather than if Godwin does well and he's on your bench. So, yeah, I mean, Jared brings up a good point. I mean, they have Dunlap this week. They're going to have Wagner, and now they got Jamal yeah. Adams back. The Seahawks' defense should be improved. Matter of fact, it was improved last week. They played pretty good defensively last week. That's tough, Nate. That's tough. I, I, I don't really know. I think right, I would Keenan Allen and Chris Godwin, though, if I were you. We'll move right along to the slobber knocker of the weekend. Monday night, the 2-5 and five Patriots are at the 0-8 Jets. I don't have a lot to say. Uh, Patriots are bad. They can't beat just about anybody, but they can beat the Jets, and they will. Uh, Low-scoring game. I think Patriots win probably 24-14. Uh, there's even talks that Darnold's not going to play, and it's going to be Flacco. So I I don't have high hopes. I think they pick off Flacco a couple times. Defense probably gets enough to, to get this job done. Yeah. Um, Adam Gates, Belichick, I'd say the Patriots get 10 points in their favor just off coaching. Yeah. Um, and I don't think the Jets can overcome that. I was obviously just joking a little earlier when I said Jets beat the Patriots. Although I could see it happening, I'm not going to sit here and predict that it will. Um, oh, I could see it happening too. I could. you got to take the Patriots in this game. And if the Jets pull off the upset, they pull off the upset. But it would be Truly, nice here's my And this Jets is my opinion. If the Jets beat the Patriots, the Patriots truly are tanking. Like they, they've thrown it in. They've thrown the towel in. I don't think that's the case. I think Cam Cam Newton alone will get will be enough to beat the Jets, and that's crazy because Cam hasn't been great this year. The Jets are just that bad. They're that bad. We've said on this podcast that we thought the 0-16 uh, Browns would decimate the Jets. They did hold the Bills to no touchdowns, but I don't think they'll do that to the Patriots. Yeah, I. it's still too competitive locker room, too many leaders, too many vets. The Patriots are going to get this one done. Not, not a whole lot to argue here. I think upset Cam is playing to his full potential. Basically, Cam's upset at his recent performances. He thinks he's going to have the, one of those first two weeks of the season's kind of games where Cam has 300 all-purpose yards and maybe two or three touchdowns. 
You got it, Dave. Try our best. Not that we have it all our damn selves, but we try. Yeah. Who is on upset alert this week? He's got the Bills over the Seahawks, which the records wouldn't say that it's an upset, but the recent play from both teams, everyone knows the Seahawks look like a much better team. So I'll accept. But, yes, he has the Bills beating the Seahawks. And another guy, I forget the names. I I didn't see it. I think it was – I don't remember. But someone said Diggs for a big game. We'll see. That was Daniel. Daniel Daniel. said that. Matt's brother. I hope so. So, Nate threw out Panthers over Chiefs, and I like the Panthers to be big today as yes. well, but I don't think it's an upset. I just think the Chiefs are too much, truly too much. And throwing it all to the show, um, Nick Walters also has the Cowboys over the Steelers as an upset. Not, so. I'm not sure he's serious, but he did say that. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, zero, uh, so they got a chance. Yeah. Well, I appreciate everybody listening today. I think we had a pretty fun episode. There was a lot of tight games this week that made me and Brad kind of argue a little bit. And uh, as always, it's fun. It sucks that New England sucks, but uh, I'm rooting for Brady tonight. Um, The fact that he's number one all-time passing touchdowns and he's playing in a huge game is enough to get me to watch. So, If you you join late, Kyle Miller, um, we had a big thing over this because someone asked if they should start James Conner or Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey will get more points per touch than James Conner. It is up to you to determine how many touches you feel CMC will get. That's it. If you believe they're going to give him 7 to 10 touches and ease him back in a game against the Chiefs, I would start James Conner. But if you believe McCaffrey is back and he is on the board for 20 to 25 touches, it's a no-brainer to start CMC. Yeah, I don't I think agree. he's going to be in for a big game. Most people on the pod did. I agree. All right. Well, it's been fun, guys. Uh, We will see you back on Tuesday for Power Rankings and Wednesday or Thursday this week, probably Thursday. That's the day we kind of been rolling with uh, for a nice question and answers about favorite uh, NFL teams. If you guys haven't had a chance to check out the uh, YouTube page, check it out. Subscribe if you guys like it. If you guys listen on Apple Music, give us five stars if you feel like we deserve it. But uh, as always, we're going to be back here again next Sunday for another live show. And uh, we'll keep it coming as long as you guys are enjoying it. And I appreciate all the all the active comments today and the upset alerts. And uh, the page will be fun. So I will put a go Niners. Wait, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll put some polls out there and so we get you guys' true feedback. And uh, as, uh, as always, you know, it is what it is. And, and go Pats. Nate, that's wrong.